We have an exciting guest coming up next here on Food Sport News. Uh, we have the executive chef, food and beverage director at the River Club, Josh Reeve. Chef Josh Reeve, thanks for joining us here today. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. My pleasure to be with you guys. So we are so excited to have you here. Um, you know, it's always interesting to find out like how a chef started out or how a chef became a chef. And I, and I know that you didn't go to culinary school um, and probably had to work even that much harder. So, so how did you become a chef and, and where did that passion come from? You know, uh, I started off in the business, you know, from, from the age of 14. So, so I, it was, it was something I got into because, you know, my father was in the restaurant business and, you know, he, he always wanted me to do something else, but I was like, you know, I, I'm just, this is an easy job. I just need some cash. I'm gonna go wash dishes. And, you know, so I started off and, and just working for, you know, some small places and, and washing dishes, you know, and just, uh, never really had a passion for it then, um, but, you know, as I grew into the industry and, and kept, you know, washing dishes and watching other cooks, you know, I was like, man, this seems like a cool job. That's what I want to do. I want to move up. And, uh, you know, to move up showed my interest in, in wanting to cook. And once I started cooking, um, I just fell in love with it. Um, but also, you know, I had a background of graphic arts. Um, I was planning on going to school for graphic arts and had started that process but around that time, I had gotten in with a really good chef at a country club um, that showed me a lot, a whole different world of cooking, you know, doing a lot of the fine dining stuff, which I had never done before. And seeing, you know, how artistic everything was really played into, uh, you know, graphic arts. So, you know, tying that energy I love from the kitchen and then my passion for art, you know, everything just kind of melded together and it was over then, you know, I was in love. I was, this is what I was going to do. And there was no turning back after that. So, um, was this person at the country club where they kind of like your mentor, they kind of just, it was, was this the person that really just pushed you in the right direction, becoming a executive chef. Right. And it was, it was more than just one person, you know? Um, so we had, we had our executive chef and the sous chefs, um, the executive chef, um, you know, he definitely was, the key mentor, uh, and to really help me grow a lot, you know, later on. But at the beginning, it was a lot of the, the cooks, you know, that had been there and that were a little bit more advanced than me that really took me under their wing and, you know, helped me to succeed and actually, you know, um, show the chef that I, you know, that I really wanted to be in this business and, and that I was worth the time to, to mentor, and, you know, once he saw that in me, he, he really took me under his wing and helped me progress through those roles from cook to sous chef um, and then eventually chef. So um, so it was a good collection of, of everybody that was around me. And, uh, you know, I can I can name a lot of people in that business that it really played a, a very influential role in my career. But yes, my executive chef that I worked for um, at my first golf club was definitely um, the one who helped me excel. How did you, um, since we are talking about food as a sport, food sport, how did you get involved in competing? Well, uh, 
I remember my first competition was with ACF, the American Culinary Federation. Um, at that time, I was just starting out in the fine dining restaurant, you know, country club, and was just really kind of getting my skill set developed. And, you know, it's a whole different world of competition when you're doing these ACF competitions. It's, it's very structured. Um, it's very all about this, you know, and, and they look for a lot of classical techniques and nothing really outside of the box. It's just very straightforward. They want to see your techniques. They want it to taste good and look good. Um, but those were a lot of fun, but I didn't feel like I really got to push myself to do my best food. Um, so I enjoyed doing those competitions, but I never, you know, never was super excited. I was more nervous and not excited about doing those because you've got, you know, you got a group of masters walking around with clipboards and watching every little move and a lot of pressure on it. Um, culinary Fight Club came around. Um, you know, I was like, this is my style of competition right here. Let's have fun with it. Let's substitute the best we can do. And there's no box you're put in. Um, so once I discovered Culinary Fight Club, it was, it excelled me to a whole new level of like wanting to do competitive cooking. So uh, one of the things with Culinary Fight Club, they, they have the 45-second uh, pantry race. A lot of chefs have shared some of their techniques, and we've learned some really interesting stuff. When you approach that pantry race, what what is your plan? Do you have a plan? You know, <laughs> there's, there's times when I've had a plan. There's times when I have absolutely had no plan. And, um, you know, usually it's getting there early, scoping out the table, trying to plan your moves, and what corner table to hit, where the things are you want. Um, and sometimes it's not all about moving fast. It's just about and, and you know, loading as much as you can. Um, the tricky part is always having stuff that you don't need because you don't want to put something in your dish that you want. So I think people sometimes ramble and just like, well, Let's, uh... I can use this and I'll grab it. Hey, Josh, can we stop for just a second? I'm sorry, this is Dave, the producer. We are, uh, your cell keeps going in and out. i just uh, not sure if you're in a spotty area or something. Okay. Sorry to ask if. Uh, Are you moving around? Can you stand on one foot? Are you there? <laughs> He's dancing. <laughs> doing sorry. Are you dancing, Josh? <laughs> They all, they uh, not all. today. I, I did some. I did something to my back. I'm not oh. dancing at all. Oh no. He's in traction. Yeah. I asked him to move. <laughs> did you do it in the kitchen? <laughs> That's a yeah, little personal. Yeah. Somehow I just, I just like pulled my muscles somehow, but it's all good. I think it was going in and out because there was some. I had another call coming in, so. Oh. So I have a question. So there's this yeah. like big thing with all the chefs about this CBD oil. You know, back pains, foot pains, yeah. and, you know, eventually, because you guys don't have uh, proper gear, and I'm a firm believer there's not proper gear for food, um, culinary, you know, chefs in the kitchen. I don't care about the stupid mats. I don't think they do anything for you. So there's just, like, th this thing going around with the CBD oil. Like, you put it topical, and they're, like, swearing by it. Have you tried that? I haven't tried it, but my girlfriend, mom, is actually – like um like a salesperson for it 
cook especially for one of the judges because usually the judges panel is there's a lot of different you know palettes on that table so i think when you try to cater more toward the judges is when you can typically fall a little short i think when you're just putting your best food out there is when you're going to do the best and not worrying about who the judges are or who the competitors are is all about just doing what you do best so when you competed in the uh culinary fight fest you made something that was so good and it was just part of your dish you did that duck fried skin juan did you have any of that oh yeah no um (laughs) i was actually getting pushed out of the way oh so i got to taste nothing at the end of the event he uh, put out a giant tupperware dish of it and again i know i think i were one of the elbows in my face no 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 there was still left over i'm sure josh ate it you probably ate that in the hotel room all weekend didn't you or what did you do with it the tupperware no yeah, the, no, uh, the duck skin no, it was, <laughs> i was wearing it i think it was, all, it was all, really good for my skin <laughs> sorry i Josh. think it was all gone by the time we left the competition but See? it was hard not to snack it on it was in Chicago. anthony's mouth it was good it was i you know what it probably was it was so good it was one of the best things like if i just had a vote on duck skin you would have just won for me hands down across the board uh, you also then inspired one of the chefs the next night in the final four, uh, Chris Schoenberg. He actually made uh, chicken skin. He basically you gave yeah. him the recipe, and I was I thought that was really yeah. that was really amazing. Yeah, yeah, and it worked well. I mean, he, he pulled it off perfectly. I mean, he was I know he was a little bit nervous about taking advice from a competitor, but. You know, I, he was he was trying to come up with something I did, and I was like, "Hey, look, this is a perfect way to do it." So it, that was a, that was a really cool moment because, you know, in these competitions, even though you're out to win, you know, it's it's good to learn something from someone else, and you always will, no matter who you are and how great you are. You're you're going to learn something from, you know, somebody that might not even have as much experience as you. So you you know that's. Uh, it's definitely a, a great part of it. And I, and I find that amazing, you know, not, you know, when I think about chefs, I think they have to have that passion, you know, and you necessarily don't have to go to school and you definitely have that passion, um, not, you know, being formally trained or anything. Um, when you're in that kitchen, do you have any like, like culinary pet peeves, like things that are like, oh, I can't stand that? Oh, God, yeah. I know. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I am I'm very OCD as far as organized and clean. Um, you know, my girlfriend doesn't think that at home, but it's probably because I'm so OCD in the kitchen that when I when I'm at home, it's um, I'm way too laid back. But yes, in the in those competitions, and I mean, I have to clean and organize as I can, or I, I just I always say your workstation is what your brain looks like. So if you have a messy workstation, that's what your that's what your brain's like when you're doing those things. So the cleaner my station, the more I am, the sharper I'm thinking and and the better food I'm I'm putting out. Juwan loves that cuz right, what do you walk around with all the time? Bags. No. <laughs> she literally has that 99.9% stuff I'm a that little bit of a germaphobe. What? Kills you know? everything. I mean, yeah. No, but I got to yeah. tell you, Josh, you're probably one of the most um, inattentive competitors I've seen in a long time. You know, we know what's so weird is like, I'm pretty sure you got some kind of recipe for like cloning or gremlining. Um, is that a word? It is now. Yeah. I just put it on Wikipedia. <laughs> 
But like, <laughs> did you know? Like Josh had like two of his chefs from his kitchen compete in Atlanta, and literally they work the same way. I mean, like, do you know how hard that is to train your people to do like that one certain mode of operation, whether it's being clean? And in Josh has had it, and if anybody's listening out there, like this guy's got whatever it is that's cloning or gremlining. I'd like to get those two chefs oh, yeah. like on the air and then we can ask them like, yeah. what is Josh like in the kitchen? Like get, you know, we can hear yeah. the, the <laughs> other like, side. Like some whips and stuff, you know, <laughs> like bondage <laughs> things. That they're like, no! they're like, just once I want to leave something dirty on the ground. <laughs> just <laughs> Put some shrimp. If, you, if you had them asking how it was in the kitchen, they might come arrest me. <laughs> 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 that's another show <laughs> no but i mean he's no. i mean i gotta hand it to you i i watch you i watch you cook and i watch you compete and your people and and yourself have a very specific mode of operation the way you do what you do and it's um it's a crazy insane and i'm super impressed so if you could well, give that means a lot oops sorry um if you could give advice to just a food competitor out there, what what would what would be like the one piece of advice you would give? The one piece of advice I would give is just restraint. Um, try not to focus on what you execute and execute at a hundred percent. Because I I know doing a lot of these comp- first I'm doing a lot of these competitions. I was like trying to over achieve and do something that's gonna just wow everybody but it may look pretty on the plate but maybe it wasn't executed perfectly just with your time restraints and your equipment restraints so i I think just know what what ingredients you're working with what equipment you're working with and just try to put something out there that's going to be executed perfectly how you intended it to be executed and i use that same philosophy you know, in, in the kitchen when I write menus, it's like, okay, I look at my team, what what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, what, you know, what logistically how my kitchen is set up, what can we execute off the line 100% going to go on that menu that we cannot pull off consistently every day. So that's my one piece of advice is restraint, not trying to do too much. And your dishes are are gorgeous. You you have very Instagrammable food. That's a word. I think that's a word, right, Joanne? Did you check? Totally, I Wikipedia there. She did. She's she's. We're working as a team together. We've added in words today. Oh yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us. I know that you know having some time off when you're working in the kitchen all the time. Uh, Josh Reeve, thank you so much, executive chef, food and beverage director at the River Club. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for spending it with us. And thanks for giving us some insight, you know, on how you started and how you started in food competition. My pleasure. Thanks for coming on, guys. That does it for us here at Food Sport News. We had another fantastic show. Happy you could join us. Remember to find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Our video podcasts are on YouTube and Facebook for your viewing pleasure. Like, subscribe, share because we are your source for all things food sport, which is food, fun, and plenty of competition. Until next time.